Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's say that again. What to do when you don't know what else to do. One more time, what to do uh, when you don't know what else to do. Wow, praise God. Well, you may be seated uh, in this life uh, because we're limited and because we're humans, we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, uh, you know, next month, next year, even the rest of this year. Uh, because we're limited, uh, we don't know what's gonna, uh, what to do in a lot of situations. So we confront situations uh, every day of our life, uh, usually, uh, that we just don't know what else to do. We've tried everything. We've tried uh as believers, sometimes we prayed, uh, we fasted, we read the Bible, we declare, uh, confess different things, yet we don't know how to solve some things. So if you haven't confronted situations in your life, uh, you will. You'll confront situations in your life that you or nobody else that is human and nobody in your family knows uh, what to do uh, or what else to do. But God does, Right? God knows uh, 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 what to do in every situation. He's God. So he's not limited. And there's a couple of scriptures uh, that I want you to understand. Uh, we can combine those tonight. And it's uh, Matthew chapter 10. Uh, or Mark chapter 10. I'm sorry. Mark chapter 10 verse 27. And Jesus looked at them and he said... Uh, with men, it is what? Impossible, right? With men, it is impossible, uh, but not with God for God. For with God, all things are what? Possible. So in that scripture, we understand that all things are possible with God. Uh, and then in Mark uh, 9.23, look, let's look at Mark 9.23 tonight. And in Mark 9.23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So the first scripture, uh, Mark 10.27 says that with God nothing is impossible, right? So, uh, but uh, that's not the whole story. Uh, we have a responsibility too, and that responsibility is to believe. So with God, all things are possible, but who does he work with? Well, he has to work with us. And uh, Mark 9.23 says, for if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So uh, if you'll believe, uh, believe what God says in his word, then you can take off the limits off your life. And uh, you can say, well, can I accomplish this and do this in my life? You can do it. How many of you know, can say amen? So what I want to in, uh, instill in your heart tonight, once, once again, let's go back to that title. And it's what to do when you don't know what else to do. All right? What to do when you don't know what else to do. So uh, there's things in our family. You say, man, how do I resolve this? You know, you have a son maybe or a daughter. You say, man, how do I take care of this marriage? Uh, I don't know how to take care of this. I don't know how to get my son to straighten up or my daughter. Or, or what about the, the money I owe? How do I solve that? 
right? I owe all this money. How am I going to pay all this? So what to do when you don't know what else to do? Uh, but uh, once again, uh, most of the time we don't know what to do, but God does. But there are major things, uh, and I'm going to share with you two of them tonight, that you can do when you don't know what else to do in your life. You're confronting a problem, but these two things, uh, I want to tell you that you'll connect yourself with heaven, and you'll be able to solve all your problems in your life, every one of them, if you'll just do these two things. And these two things that I want to share with you, uh, what to do uh, when you don't know what else to do, uh, two things, and, and that is praying in the Spirit. So say this with me, praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit, and number two, uh, be a praiser. These are two very, very important things in a believer's life. So whenever you confront a mountain, a situation in your life, and you just don't know what else to do. So I just don't know what else to do, Pastor. I've prayed, I've fasted, I've done this, done that. I just don't know what else to do. Well, when you get to that place, you can start praying in the Spirit. Number one, and then you can start becoming a praiser. So John chapter 4 says that God is, is looking and seeking true worshipers. That's what God is seeking for, worshipers. So you have to become a worshiper if you want your problem solved in your life. Uh, so the first one I want to share with uh, uh, share tonight is that of speaking in the or praying in the spirit, and the reason praying in the spirit is so powerful is because you have a direct connection to heaven, and you can start praying and you connect to God and you can start praying uh, to Him and not to man. So we know that by First Corinthians chapter fourteen, but first. Uh, I want to share with you about uh, uh, the unforgettable days in my life. You know, as a believer, we're going to have uh, me uh, memorable days in our life. The unbeliever, there's one sad thing to another sad thing. Man, they live horrible lives. And the only way to escape that horrible life here on planet Earth is to be able to, uh, is, is to be born again. Uh, in, in, that's the first step. So the most memorable days of my life uh, are three. Now, there's many, many memorable days. But three are the most memorable, unforgettable days in my life. And the first one uh, was when I was born again. It was, I was 18 years of age. I mean, I was eight years of age when I was born again. It was on a Friday uh, close to noontime. Uh, it was on the 13th of July, uh, and it might seem a long time to you, but in my little short life, it's gone quickly. It was in 1956, so 1956 on Friday, uh, uh, on July the 13th, uh, around noontime, I gave my life to God. So an eight-year-old, uh, what does he know? You don't know anything, but I knew this, that I was born again. I remember this one-eyed preacher. I went to a vacation Bible school, and a vacation Bible school ends on Friday. So on Friday, the pastor of the church uh, is speaking. 
So he walked in there and started speaking. I don't know what he said, but I was sitting at the back. I don't know if I was carving out the seats, you know, those, you know, those chur- uh, benches that they have in church and chair- uh, churches. Uh, I don't know what I was doing back there, but the Spirit of God convicted me. I was eight years of age. I ran to the front. And I don't know what happened, but I cried and cried and wept eight years of age. When I got up that Friday about noontime on July the 13th, uh, 1956, I, had, I was born again. All right? So that was the most memorable day of my life. And at that moment, the Bible says that I became... Uh, not only a child of God, and because I became a child of God, I became an heir and a joint heir. So I wasn't taught that. So I went all these years, went into the service, you know, went to school, came out of the army, went into the service, went to Vietnam, came back. And uh, I never knew that we were such privileged people. No one ever taught me. I just, you know, I was born again. Somebody said, you born again? Yes, I'm born again. I was born again. I was a child of God, but I didn't know I was an heir. In a joint here. So, uh, uh, but now I know, so I walk in, in, in that inheritance that God has given us. So, there's many, as believers, there's memorable days in our life. And you'll have many. As a matter of fact, weeks, months, you'll say, man, life is great. And life, uh, it was, uh, God's plan uh, and his uh, will for every person is heaven on earth. Not hell on earth. And a lot of people live, it's hell on earth for them. They get up, it's miserable. They fight, struggle, you know, all their lives. That's not what life's all about. Life should be heaven on earth and in heaven forever, right? That's what it should be. So that was my first uh, memorable, unforgettable day of my life. There's three, and but there's many, but these are the mo- uh, these are the most memorable days. The second one was when I met Barbara, uh, Pastor Barbara. Man, when I met, saw her, I said, "Man, that's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen." So uh, I saw her, and uh, uh, then uh, I got married. So that was the most memorable, unforgettable. Uh, time of my life number two and number three was when I was baptized in the spirit Uh, that was an unforgettable memorable day in my life when I was baptized in the spirit Uh, and the reason is because when the Holy Spirit comes upon a person uh, uh, the Holy Spirit does a, a marvelous work in a person's life And one of the marvelous works that he does when he comes upon you and baptizes you is that you begin to speak a heavenly, uh, or you begin to speak in tongues, all right? And when you speak in tongues, uh, uh, it does certain things for the person. Number one, you speak not unto man, but unto God. And that's what we want to do, right? You don't want to be speaking to man, but uh, you speak unto God. Number two, you speak uh, mysteries or hidden secrets. Not, nobody around you, not even the devil, knows what you're saying to God. So that's very powerful. And number three, when you speak in tongues, 
uh, and that is the uh, that is uh, is what is uh, comes. That's one of the that is the manifestation that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So uh, you uh, you edify yourself, you build yourself up. You say, "Man, I feel down, Pastor. I feel weak." Well, uh, if you're baptized in the Spirit, you can build yourself up. Just begin to speak in tongues. And the most powerful thing is when a believer begins to speak in tongues one hour, at least one hour a day, your life will radically change when you start praying in the Spirit. Things begin to happen, you see. So what to do when you don't know what else to do? When you don't know what else to do and you're confronting a problem, you say, I can't solve this problem. It's beyond me. What do I do? Start speaking in tongues as a believer. So uh, those are the three most memorable days for me. When I was born again, I met Barbara, I married her, and uh, then I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. So when we're talking about tongues, there's different levels, different levels. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, stammering tongue, and then he talks about uh, a clear and fluent tongue. And then it, it talks about a groaning in the spirit. You see, these are levels. And then there are, you get to the place where you go to celestial tongues, the tongues of angels. Angels, if you read the Bible, they have different languages in heaven. So when you're speaking in tongues, you may be speaking a, a, an earthly language or go beyond that. You start groaning in the spirit. And I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a few moments. Or you can uh, use heavenly languages. So you start going to, to one language and to another and to, number, uh, to another. So in my 30 or 40 years of being baptized in the spirit, I've, I've spoken many, many languages, many languages. And uh, it's powerful. Can you say amen? So in Romans 8, verse 26 and 27, uh, the Bible tells us, uh, he says, Likewise, the Spirit, now notice this, also helps in our what? Weaknesses. Are you seeing that? For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. A lot of times we don't even know what to pray for. You say, how do I pray? How do I pray for this situation? A lot of times we don't know how to pray. But the advantage is the person has been baptized in the Spirit. And then that person begins to pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues. And then uh, the Bible says, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the heart, uh, the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So, if we don't know what to do in a situation, huh, God does. And guess what, why the Holy Spirit is in you? I mean, uh, he's in you so that he can be your helper, your lawyer, your intercessor, your helper, counselor he's everything you'll ever need and the spirit of god is what contacts the father he's the person that contacts the father or receives messages from the father and he gives them to your spirit so imagine uh the kind of life we can live 
with the Spirit of God inside of us, the Spirit of God, and He's contacting and connecting with heaven. So when you don't know what else to do in your life, uh, you can start praying in the Spirit. And I don't know why Christians don't seek that. They think, well, it's an option. I, I don't need that. Man, you need the baptism of the Spirit. Uh, just for the reason, uh, it's for, uh, the baptism is power. But thank God that God in his wisdom says uh, with the baptism, with power, I'm going to give you uh, the ability to speak languages. And you're going to be able to connect with me. And uh, you're going to be able to decree things that you don't uh, wouldn't know how in the natural how to resolve the uh, problems in your life. So uh, that's number one. When what to do when you don't know what else to do. And we're going to confront situations in our life. Uh, if you haven't, you will. There'll be times you say, man, how do I solve this problem? How do I, how do, I do this with my husband, my wife? my children, uh, work. How do I resolve these problems? You as a believer, if you're baptized in the Spirit, you, have, uh, you, you can speak in, uh, in tongues. You can pray in the Spirit. That's so powerful. Can you say amen? And number two, well, what to do when you don't know what else to do? Well, you can start praising Him, right? Praise is what to do. Somebody say praise is what to do. When you don't know what else to do, uh, that's uh, praising the Lord, all right? Now, let's go to this portion of the scripture. Let's go to Second Chronicles, and I believe that uh, all of you are familiar, I uh, hope so, with Second Chronicles chapter 20. Uh, we're going to begin with verse 12, but you know the story in Second Chronicles chapter 20. The Bible says that three armies uh, got together. And came against Judah. So Jehoshaphat, which is the king of Judah, uh, 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 is full of fear. And, and rightly so, because there's three armies coming against him. And these armies, in those days, they'd come and annihilate everybody. So uh, the Bible tells us that uh, in verse 12, he says, O, uh, o our God, Wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Neither do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. So once again, here's a situation that he doesn't know what to do. So what do you do? All right. Well, he said, we don't know what to do. And all of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, uh, their wives and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, Benaliah, the son of Jael, the son of uh, Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken you, all Judah and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, Thus says the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is what? Is not yours but God's. Hallelujah. Just say, the battle, my battle is not mine, it's God's. That's right, because we're his children. And then the prophecy was this. He said, tomorrow, uh, when you go down against them, behold, they come up by the cliff of Zis, 
and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand you still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and, uh, and Jerusalem. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat, verse 18, bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping. Somebody say, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites, uh, Kohathites and of the children of the Korhites stood up uh, to praise the Lord of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Can you say amen? And when he had consulted uh, with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that, and that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing, I want you to notice this. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, or to praise, the Lord said ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were all smitten. They were all destroyed on that day. So that is the very power of praise. But most Christians don't utilize the most powerful weapons that God has given them. Now, when we talk about praise, I want you to get this, because most Christians don't do it. They, 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 they see praise, uh, you know, lifting your hands up or clapping your hands. Every opportunity you get in church, man, clap your hands. As, as, even though wh- whether you feel something or not, if the guy next to you or the woman next to you is dead, who cares? Just begin to praise God, lift your hands, and start praising God. Because praise is not a secondary thing. It's not. It is a powerful weapon in the spirit. And the Bible tells us here that these people had no, no, uh, uh, no chance of making it. Armies coming against them. Huge armies. But the, uh, the, uh, a man stood up among Judah and prophesied. And he said, this battle is not yours. This battle is God's. And when you get up uh, the next day, go up there and start praising me. And that's what they did. And when they started praising him, then God started moving. Can you say amen? And the reason for that is because of Psalms 22, 3 says what it says. The Bible says that God inhabits what? The praises. Say that with me. God inhabits the praises of his people. In other words, when you start praising God, uh, there's a supernatural or divine supernatural intervention of God. When you tried everything, you see, you tried prayer, you tried fasting, you said, man, I've been praying in my own language, I've been praying and fasting, and I don't see any, any results, I don't see any change in my situation, I still feel dead, my whole situation is hopeless, it's time to start praising God. That's when you start praising God, God begins to move. God inhabits what? 
the praises of his people. When you start praising him, it moves God, and there's a supernatural divine uh, intervention that takes place in your life when you start praising. When you, when you confront a situation and you don't know what else to do, this is the time to just start praising him. You get up and say, man, I'm tired of praying. I haven't seen no results. I've been praying for months, and I haven't seen anything. Every day I pray, and I read my Bible, but there's no, there's no, no visible sign of any kind of breakthrough in my life. It's time to start praising him. And you start praising him and start praising him, and guaranteed God will be on the scene. And God doesn't lie. He inhabits the praises of his people. Can you say amen? So... Um, David said this in Psalms 119. Now, look at this. And I don't think that uh, we should allow David, which is the Old Testament. Those people are just servants. We're, we're children. Somebody say we're children of God. We're heirs and joint heirs. Anybody in the Old Testament does not compare with our, our position. We are children of the Most High God. Somebody say we're children. They, they weren't born again in the Old Testament. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, available for them. Now, we have the Spirit of God inside of us. The Spirit of God would come upon these people in the Old Testament, and, uh, and not all the people, only certain people, priests, uh, kings, and prophets, and those uh, called to do certain things in the Old Testament. The Spirit of God would come upon them. But they didn't have what we have. We have the Spirit of God inside, right? Inside of us. And then we can have him upon us, and, uh, and he's with us. Man, we, we're children of the Most High God. Now, look what David said. How many times a day? Seven times a day. Now, he's king. He said seven times a day, I praise the Lord. You know, I, I can just see David. You know how kings are, how busy they are? And people come in and see him all the time. He'll say, stop this thing. It's time for me to start praising God. Seven times a day. David, that's why this guy was, uh, if you ever read his story, uh, he, uh, how God loved him. And it wasn't because he was perfect. This guy killed a person. He, he committed adultery. He robbed a man of his wife, but he knew how to praise God. He, he had a heart for God. And God blessed David. He, uh, all the kings uh, after him, were com had to uh, God would compare them with David. So you're not as good as my son David. David uh, was a uh, was an example of the kings to Israel. The greatest king I would think that Israel ever had, King David. Man, that guy was powerful, and all, and he was powerful because he knew how to connect with God. He knew how to praise Him. He was a worshiper, man. This guy wasn't afraid. He wasn't ashamed. Uh, he would praise him. Remember uh, one time his wife got all uh, uptight and embarrassed and criticized him uh, because he started praising God, took off his robe, and he started praising God in front of all the people. She got all embarrassed. When he got home, she started criticizing him. And when she did that, she didn't come against him. She came against the anointing. Came against what pleases God. And God said, you'll never have a kid. You'll never have any children. And God closed her womb. Uh, and she never had any. She never was able to be a mother because she came against what God, what pleases God. She came against the anointing of God. And David was a great worshiper. That's why he became such a great king. He had many battles, but never lost one. 
Never. Never lost a battle. Never. And he, he was the king of battles, man. One battle after another. Never lost a battle. He said, how? Well, because he was a worshiper. And God is seeking worshipers. And God inhabits the praises of who? Of the people that pray? No, the people that are worshipers. Praise God. God will manifest himself. Somebody say, God will manifest himself. Now, we know, we know that God is omnipresent, right? He's everywhere. You go to a, a nightclub, God's there. He's everywhere. He's in houses of prostitutes. You say, God is there. Yeah, he's there. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. But there's a big difference between omnipresent God and the manifested God, you see. And we have God inside of us, and he's in our homes. We're believers, but why don't he manifest? Because we haven't learned the secret, and the secret is to worship God, to be worshipers, right? We start, we're just the few that are here tonight. If we would become worshipers, we'd change this area. Just get up every morning and start praising God, man. I don't feel, some people say, I don't feel like worshiping. Who cares? Just start praising him, right? That's right. When I come to church, I don't care if everybody's dead. I lift my hands and I praise him because it's between me and God. And when you worship God, you'll never lack. You'll always be healed. You'll always have money. You'll always be blessed. You won't even have even a headache if you're a worshiper. So the Bible says that David said seven times a day. Somebody say seven times a day. I praise you because of your righteous judgment. Some Christians don't even praise God one time a day. Sometimes Christians go for weeks and months. He say, have you worshiped God? He said, no, I haven't. I, I just, I'm just bummed out. All, and they never worship God. So can you imagine David in the Old Testament uh, outdoing us? And we're believers. We're uh, a new creation. I don't think so. Uh, we're not going to let David out praise us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So uh, let's do this. Put your Bibles aside, your notes. Stand up and lift your hands. Let's start praising him for a second. Come on, just stand up and start praising him. Uh, you may feel dumb, but don't, you're not done. Just begin to worship. Come on, just start worshiping. Father, I just worship you. I just praise you. I thank you, Father. I give you all the glory and all the praise. I thank you for this day. I thank you for what you've given me. Come on, thank him. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my health. I thank you for my job. Come on, just thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Be seated. That's one time. Praise the Lord. Man, things will start happening when you start praising God. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen. So uh, what, what happens when you praise God? You transfer your problem to him. And this is what the children of Judah did. That day, when they started praising him, they said, let's get some singers here and some praisers. And they put them in front of the army. And they started praising him. Uh, at that moment, when they started praising him, God said, hey, I'm here. I'm here now. I'm here. You, this battle is not yours now. It's mine. I'll take care of these people now. And those people killed themselves. All, three armies annihilated themselves because of praise and worship. Can you say amen? So when you praise God, you transfer it to God, your problem. And uh, when that, isn't that nice? 
to transfer your problem to God? You say, Pastor, how many problems do you have? Zero. I don't have any problems. I gave them to God. I don't have any problems. I don't have money problems, health problems, and I'm 70. I don't even have aches, pains. God is my witness. I have no headaches. I don't have anything, nothing. You have any diseases? You take any medication? Zero, nothing. You gotta, if you'll worship him, God will open the doors for you. It, it, now, if you want to keep your problems, well, you can keep them. But the Bible says, cast in all my cares upon him. For he cares for you. And you ain't going to cast him on him unless you praise him. And if you don't praise him, those problems are your problems. And you try to solve them. Right? So people try to solve their problems every day. That's why they're, they're bummed out. Is that I got all kind of problems. Well, you're going to keep them until you begin to praise God. Man, you need to put some music. I don't know what kind of music you like, but in the car, you ought to praise God. You ought to praise God when you wake up uh, and when you're at work. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him in everything that you do. Can you say amen? So this is what they did. They transferred the problem to God. So when you start praising him, guess what you're doing? Number two, you reposition yourself. Uh, and you get, uh, uh, and, and you're, you reposition yourself and get out of uh, fear. And you start having... Uh, confidence. You get out of fear and, dis and dismay, and God will take over your life. Can you say amen? So we have to praise him. If you're going to have any kind of victory in your life, you got to praise him. And can you imagine waking up every day and saying, man, I don't have any problems. Nothing. Look at this. No problems. How would you like to live that kind of life? No problems. Well, that's the life that God has for you. Sure, just no problems, he said. No problems? Pastor, that's not even real. It is, I'm telling you. But you get up every morning, you don't have any problem because they're all gods. You're a praiser. And when you praise him, there comes supernatural divine intervention. God manifests. God is there. And if you don't praise him, you have to work through that problem. Let's stand up one more time. This is number two now. Let's lift our hands and start praising him. Come on, start praising him. Father, we praise you. Come on, just start praising him. Start thanking the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Father, we thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We glorify your name. We praise you. Thank you, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Let it come out of your mouth. Come on. Give the Lord a praise offering. Praise God. You may be seated. Let's go to Psalms 84.4. Look at what praise, uh, how, uh, how often praise should be. Psalms 84.4. He said, blessed are those that dwell in where? In your house. They will still be praising you. Psalms 84.4. That's so powerful. Hallelujah. Uh, let's go to uh, verse 20. Was 20? What is that? 20, 2 Chronicles 20, uh, verse 20 through 22. 
And they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat said, Hear me, O Jerusalem, O, o Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord took care of business. Praise God. We have to learn how to be praisers. Can you say amen? So how many of you know and understand that there's warfare uh, around us, right? Uh, some people didn't, don't understand that, but when you became a believer, guess what? Warfare began. But uh, uh, you don't have to worry about that because the weapon of our warfare are mighty. They're mighty. And one of the greatest weapons that a believer can ever utilize is the weapon of praise. That is a powerful, powerful weapon. Praise is not a side thing. It's not some secondary weapon, but it's a major weapon for God's people. Praise works wonders. Can you say amen? So praise is what to do when you don't know what else to do. You say, what, what should I do, Pastor? I don't know what else to do. This knucklehead I'm married to. What, what am I going to do with this knucklehead? What am I going to do with my kids? They don't straighten up. What am I going to do? Praise him. We're going to praise God. And when God comes into your home, guess what? He'll take care of that knucklehead or take care of any other problem. Can you say amen? They better not mess with you if you're a praiser because God is, in, is on the scene. Can you say amen? Praise God. Give the Lord a great praise arm for that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's stand up one more time. This is what, number three? Praise God. Stand up, raise your hands, and start praising Him. Father, I praise you. Come on, start praising Him. Come on, open your mouth and start praising Him. Hallelujah. You might get mad at me, but praise Him. Come on, I've got to get you to be a praiser. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed. Just raise your hands. When you come into the house of God, start praising Him. Raise your hands. Somebody laughs. Who cares? God will take care of Him, but you are a praiser. This is what God is looking for. He's looking for worshipers and praisers. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Was that number three? Man, we're not going to uh, allow David outdo us. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. When Pharaoh, remember Pharaoh when he was pursuing the God, uh, people of God in Exodus? Uh, what did God do to him? He buried him. And this is what he'll do to uh, any of your enemies that are that are messing with you. And what, uh, what hasn't let you go is going to let you go tonight. It's got to let you go. He said, Pastor, I've had like a, like a, a vice around my head. Well, whatever has not let you go is got to let you go tonight. Everything's got to let you go. If you'll begin to worship you, uh, worship him, can you say amen? Praise God. He'll let you. He'll, it has to go. Whatever, bondages, curses, thought life, uh, pornography, whatever has not let you go will let you go tonight. Can you say amen? Praise God. So when we praise him, what are we doing? We're transferring the battle. That's it. 
God said to Israel, he said, this is not your battle. This is going to be mine now. I'll take care of these people. You just do what I tell you. Go start praising me. I'll be here. And he was. Praise God. That's why David never lost a battle in all of his life. Forty years as king. Never lost a battle uh, uh, because he was a worshiper and a praiser. And you're looking for a secret of life. This is the secret. Can you say amen? The victory is sure. Somebody say the victory is sure. And the struggle is over when you become a praiser. Hallelujah. When you don't know what else to do, then you start praising him. Can you say amen? And God takes over. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, we are number four now. Let's stand up and let's praise him again. Lift your hands and start praising him. Father, we just praise you tonight. Praise God. If David praised you seven times, Father, we're going to praise you seven times. Hallelujah. We're going to praise you. And we worship you, Father. Thank you. Don't worry about your just As you begin to praise him, turn over your problems to God tonight. Hallelujah. You're transferring it. You don't have to worry about it. Just begin to tell God how wonderful he is and how, uh, how grateful uh, and appreciative you are of what God has done in your life. Father, we praise you and we give you uh, all the glory and all the praise, can you say amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord another great praise offering. And how many of you understand that the, uh, the devil doesn't have the final word in your life? Who has the final word? God does. I don't give a, And the devil's always talking. You want to shut the devil out of your life? Just start praising God. That's it. He's always talking. When, you, when you're getting up out of your sleep in the morning, when you're about to go to bed throughout the day, the devil's talking trash to you. Uh, he's saying you're not going to make it. This is what's going to happen. La, 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 la. You want to shut him up? Uh, and his children too. And sometimes the devil uses his children, the wicked, to, to talk. But God has the final say. Can you say amen? The only thing you have to do is to praise him. So praise is not a secondary thing that you do in your life. It's a powerful weapon. And it's, it's powerful because this is what moves God and, and, uh, uh, and, and God manifests in your life. There's divine, supernatural intervention when you begin to praise. You have to become a praiser. If you're going to see any kind of victory in this life, you're going to have to be a worshiper. That's why God is looking for what? Worshippers. Where's that scripture in John? John chapter 4. Let's see if we can find that real quickly. Oh, let's see, about being a worshiper. Uh, let's see it. Here you go. Okay, John 4, 23. And this is what Jesus said. But the hour comes and now is when true worshipers, somebody say true worshipers, shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. Praise God. This is what, the, uh, what God is looking for. He's looking for worshipers. And I like what Second Chronicles says. Uh, what is that, 69? That God looks throughout the earth in behalf of those that are, whose heart is perfect toward him. So God is looking, and he'll jump over a million people to get to a worshiper. He will. He'll jump over people and say, hey, I'm for this guy here. He's a worshiper. Praise God. Listen. 
I don't know why we struggle in life. We struggle for nothing. You can start worshiping God, man. You got a problem. You say, Lord, you're the God of increase. Uh, you're going to increase my life, praise God. Imagine you're, you got a house that you owe $100,000. Just start praising him every day. And you'll see God, he's, all of a sudden, man, that thing is canceled or paid off. A miracle takes place uh, because God is a miracle. Is there anything impossible with God? Let's go again to uh, Mark 10, 20, 10, Mark 10, 27. Mark 10, 27, he said, But Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is what? It's impossible with man. So don't be, don't be looking at man or looking at them or uh, unto them for an answer, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. God can do anything, anything. And I've seen him too. Praise God. So praise is not a secondary uh, uh, spiritual weapon. And if you're in spiritual warfare, engage the enemy with praise. Engage him. And we ought to engage the enemy. We have to engage him, not run from him, not be fearful, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. You engage the enemy, but you begin to engage him with praise. And the devil will be gone and he'll be destroyed before you uh, as you begin to worship God. Every problem is solvable. Can you say amen? So praise means invoking. Somebody say praise means invoking. Praise means invoking divine presence, uh, his divine presence for divine intervention. That's what praise means. It means invoking divine presence for divine intervention. So when you praise him, you're invoking the presence of God. He's going to come on the scene. You say, well, I haven't seen God or felt God. Well, you're not. You're not going to feel God. That's why a lot of Christians are dying uh, every day because they never feel God. They say, man, God's not real to me. They say, God, I mean, where? I mean, he, I've never felt him. I, I don't see God working in my life. That's why a lot of Christians backslide. Because God's not real to them. But if you'll become a worshiper, just do exactly. This is what I like about this book. This is the manual right here. And if we do exactly what it says, man, things change. And if he says praise him, he says lift up holy hands. Well, I'm going to do that. He says clap your hands. Well, I'm going to clap my hands. Uh, praise God. I'm going to do everything the Bible says. Uh, God inhabits the praise of his people. I said, what? God inhabits the praise of his people? Then I'm going to praise him. Hallelujah. And I'm going to praise him because I know God's going to come on the scene. How many times have we praised him? Four? Okay, number five. Come on. Let's get up and let's start praising him. Come on, lift your hands and start praising him. Father, we praise you tonight. Hallelujah. We praise you. We worship you, Father. We come against the enemy, Father, and we engage him with uh, praise. We thank you, Father. You're the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. You're the God of Israel. Hallelujah. We praise you. You've been so good to us, Father. We just worship you, and we praise you. You're our healer. You're our provider. You're Jehovah Jireh. You're Jehovah Rapha. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise God, hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise God. Was that number five? Okay. 
Now look at me real carefully, uh, I mean, and listen to me because this is very important. How many of you have heard people say, well, this is, it's going to take God in this situation? Huh? Have you ever said that? Uh, or even thought it? You said, well, this situation's out of my, out of my league. Uh, it's going to take God uh, to solve this problem. Well, if it takes God, listen to me now. If it takes God, it takes praise. You hear me? If it takes God to solve your problem, it's going to take praise. Hallelujah. And whatever it takes God to resolve any problem, it will take praise. That's why God says in his word, God inhabits the praises of Israel. And if he inhabits the praise of Israel, he sure will inhabit our praises. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, that's, this is number six, right? Come on, you, I'll make a praiser out of you tonight. Lift your hands and start praising him again. Praise God, hallelujah. Father, we praise you. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. We praise you. Hallelujah. Father, we shut the mouth of the devil tonight. Praise God. We praise you, Father. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. We praise you. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Was that number six? Praise God. You may be seated. So whatever is contesting your inheritance, and the devil will do that, Must give way tonight. And whatever hasn't let go of you and hasn't for years, I got this albatross around my neck or around me. This demon, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I feel it every day. I'm not myself. Well, if you're not yourself, you're not a person of joy and praise, then what hasn't let you go is going to let you go tonight. It will if you'll just start praising him. Devils hate praise. You know why the devil hates praise? Because God comes on the scene. God inhabits the praise of his people. Can you say amen? Does that make sense? That's why, that's why the devil hates praise. He said, man, I don't want to go where praisers are uh, because uh, I have to leave. God's there. Holy angels of God are there when you start praising him. Praise the Lord. And this is what we've done. I've seen that in my life since I just uh, became a praiser and a worshiper. Man, God solves all my problems. Praise the Lord. So praise is not a side secondary weapon, but a major weapon uh, of God's people. Can you say amen? So whenever you're facing a situation, reposition yourself. Reposition yourself and get into praise. Can you say amen? Praise God. Just reposition yourself. Get out of fear. And get out of dismay. And God will take over. And when God takes over, he takes over. And everything changes. But God's looking for praisers. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. You say, well, pastor, how do I get to the next level? Praise. Look what God did with David. An obscure young man. Nobody knew him. He was taking care of sheep uh, out in the wilderness. Nobody knew David. Nobody cared about him. Not even his brothers. They said, man, David, he's nothing, you know. But this guy was a worshiper. 
And because he worshiped God, God noticed him. And he looked through all of Israel because he was going to replace Saul. And God looked all over Israel and he said, that's the one. And when Samuel came to the house of David, all the brothers were there. And Samuel said, this has got to be the one, man. He's a big, strong dude. And he said, this has got to be the, the king, next king. The, the Spirit of the Lord said, not him. And then he went to the next brother, and these are all big guys. He said, not him either. Not him, not him, not him, not him, not him. Is there anybody else? Yeah, there's a scrawny little guy out there taking care of sheep. Bring him. Because the Lord said that it would be the, of the house of Jesse. Someone here is going to be the king of Israel. Bring, bring this little boy in here. And when he brought him, the Spirit of God came over Samuel. He said, that's him. Why? God chose him. Why? He was a worshiper. He was a worshiper. And then he poured oil on him, man. Praise God. And he became king of Israel. Praise God. Are you stuck? Are you stuck in your life? He said, I'm stuck, man. I don't... I, I just can't move up. Well, you're not, unless you're a praiser. If you're a praiser, you're going to move up. And all that junk's going to come off of your life. And God will be uh, manifesting in your life. It will be supernatural intervention every day of your life. You'll praise him. You have to praise him. You have to become a praiser. Well, what if my wife uh, laughs or my husband? Who cares? Just praise him, man. Praise him. Hallelujah. He says, shut that TV, but I'm going to praise God tonight. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him. Hallelujah. Your family gets irritated. Let them praise God. God will be there, and they can't say anything to you. God is about to take over your life. Can you say amen? Is this number seven coming up? Let's stand up and let's praise him again. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just praise him. Seven times a day, David said, I praise you. Father, I praise you. I glorify your name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Now, I want you to thank him because he's going to resolve your problems tonight. Hallelujah. What has not let you go will let you go tonight. That's it. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Raise that music up a little bit more. brother. Come on, let's just begin to praise him. Come on, don't get tired. Let's just praise him. Just praise him for a few moments. Praise God. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. We praise you. We praise you, Father. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. We praise you. We glorify your name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 You're confronted a problem. You haven't, got, you haven't received an answer for years. Well, start praising him. God is about to intervene in your behalf, and you're going to have the answer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For with God, nothing is impossible. Absolutely nothing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We glorify your name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a great praise offer for that.